0: I scream, you scream, we all scream for quality science fiction and fantasy content. For an extra scoop of sword and lasery goodness, go to Patreon.com slash sword and laser.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to the Sword and Laser. I'm Veronica
0: Belmont. And I'm Tom Merritt.
1: Sword and Laser is a book club, but it's so much more. We bring you author interviews, news from the world of science fiction and fantasy, and awesome discussions from fans
0: just like you. I'm finally drinking something. I'm so excited. It Ooh. feels like it's been a long time. I actually didn't check to see the last time I was drinking something besides water, but I'm having a 2019 Old Vines Zinfandel from the St. Francis Winery in Sonoma mm. County, California. Your
1: subscribery. Your yeah, I am. wine yes. clubbery. hmm
0: hmm Nice. How about yourself there, Veronica?
1: I'm drinking a fine uh, Michter's whiskey. Mm,
0: a Michter's, um, I like a one of, the,
1: one of the bottles I was willing to carry over the border with me and pay, pay uh, Terrafon.
0: You, you got the old Canadian booze shakedown. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, you want to bring that half-empty bottle of Michter's in? That's going to cost yeah. you, lady. It's like $2 a bottle. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> <it's> so funny. <laughs>
1: It's like, yes, I'm definitely going to resell this bottle of booze that's been <laughs> open for a year for well, sure. You,
0: you you were technically importing it.
1: I was. And, yeah. it, you know, I figured it really means that, like, I wasn't buying Canadian whiskey.
0: Yeah. And that's right. what they're mad
1: about. Sure. You know? You're not
0: paying the tax on the Canadian whiskey. So you're paying the mm-hmm. tax that you would have paid had you been re- replacing it. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that.
1: Yeah. I don't know why, but my skin looks great tonight.
0: It's that. it's the radiant? that air up there.
1: Just the Canadian air yeah. up here. Man.
0: They have socialized um, air. In if Canada. I do of- <laughs> say so
1: myself. Oh, careful. Ian's in the chat. He doesn't like that joke, remember?
0: What? Socialized air?
1: The Socialized Canada joke. Canada socialism joke.
0: Yeah. Trust us. Don't worry We're, about it. I'm gonna keep making it. So <laughs> just get used to it. <laughs> it doesn't mean All anything. Right.
1: It doesn't mean anything. It does not. I am very confused about how I get all my prescriptions refilled, though. That's, all. that's, all. that's they a that's a whole come. other story you don't for even, another day. You
0: don't even have to order them. They just show up. They just know. Yeah, it's amazing. You're like, you seem anxious. <laughs> Do you <need> medication <laughs> you, no, it's for it's more that? like, oh, I feel a little anxious. Here's your medicine. Knock knock knock. Yep. A. And then they hand you a bottle of Mictors. <laughs>
1: That's weird. I already oh, it came from your cabinet.
0: Yeah, sorry. So you back your own bottle of nectars.
1: Yeah. Like we held this at the border for you and we're uh giving it back to you now when you really need it.
0: See, it was always always in your best interest.
1: You know, you know, they're looking out. All right. Well, uh hey everyone. Uh yeah, I am I am recording from a real desk. That's nice. I'm well, no longer yes, on you've my got
0: furniture. I've got some
1: furniture. I've got uh, no longer do I have to read from my uh, inflatable mattress. (laughs)
0: That was pretty funny. Um,
1: (laughs) It was pretty funny. Just kept getting lower and lower as the (laughs) night went on. Um, I am, what else? A little echoey in here still. Not a lot of stuff going on to absorb Uh, the sound. Um, But I will be getting some carpeting soon. Some ruggery. uh, Some furniture, hopefully. Nice. Uh, Perhaps some wall hangings. I um, imagine too.
0: big maple leaves and just Vancouver jerseys, Canucks logos. And yeah, just jerseys of BC hockey players Lions. that I don't. Yeah.
1: yeah, the entire BC Lions uh, <laughs> roster Jer- I guess. in
0: jerseys hanging. In jerseys, yeah, yeah.
1: just hanging. Mm-hmm. Um, no, the actual roster, the actual guys. <laughs> the actual be, folks. Wow, hang wow. Their, that's just their how nice skin folks bags. up There are
0: they're like welcome. Yeah, to, yeah. that's great. No, there's they're skin bags. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to admit that on the recorded. Version. Did
1: I make it weird? I Did think I, maybe I made it weird.
0: I think I'm just gonna have a little drink of my just hey, a like drink to that I'll whole zinfandel made with mm. no skin.
1: <laughs> Other excellent news. Um, I think I am successfully, finally, earning my crow familiars.
0: <gasps> crow familiars, like 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 actual crows.
1: Like actual crows, uh, a murder of crows. Mm. Um, I have been hoping uh, with my witchy ways to entrance a murder of crows uh, mm-hmm. to become my familiars. You know, that, that makes it sound less uh, symbiotic than it actually is. Um, this is supposed to be a, a relationship. It's a partnership. A consensual mm-hmm. relationship between uh, two a give animals. Give Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, tonight Ryan texted me a crow party. Um, to which I looked outside and there was indeed a crow party happening, uh, on my block. Um, and so I went out there with a handful of walnuts and I just started uh-huh. chucking them off my balcony Yeah. and they, they called all their friends and they were on, perched above on me. cell
0: phones, which I thought was odd.
1: A little unusual. Yeah. Um, and the FaceTime actually, yeah. um, cause the Wi-Fi is really good here. Yeah. And so I, I yeah, didn't know touchscreens worked
0: with beaks like that. That was impressive. <laughs>
1: complicated. It's adaptive. Uh, uh-huh. It's an accessibility thing. A
0: lot of force touch, but
1: yeah. And so, yeah, I chucked a bunch of walnuts over there. I chucked a bunch of raisins. They liked those. I left a bunch of raisins on my railing of my balcony and they came uh. down and, and ate those right off the balcony. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like now I just have to go out there every time they show up and you know, positive it's, it's basically positive reinforcement
0: training. Yeah. Yeah. You know
1: and you don't scare them and you don't take their feathers. Some
0: people call it bribery, but you know, positive reinforcement you know, I'm used training.
1: used to bribing small creatures
0: for you their say love. say tomato, I say bribery.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe it's a bottle of milk, maybe it's a cookie, yeah. maybe it's some raisins, you know, it works across the board.
0: We have an unkindness of of uh of of ravens in our neighborhood. Yes. Um and I'm on a nodding acquaintance with them. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. They're, we're, we're, we're cool with each other. I have usually have Ray, the dog with me and they, they're like, your dog cool. And I'm like, Ray, stay cool. They're just little dinosaurs. And they're like, that's us. Mm-hmm. We're dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you good. And they're like, yeah, we'll hop off the sidewalk. Let you pass. We that's won't, nice. we won't leave because mm-hmm. we're they that were there confident. first to be fair. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, that's cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. We're not yeah. going to bug you. We're not going to bother it's very you. polite. And if Ray starts to be like, I think I want to bark at them. I'm like, save it for the squirrels. They deserve it. And the Mm -hmm, Ravens are like, mm -hmm. Hell yeah, they deserve it. Good job. Yeah. And so then, yeah, we just have an understanding.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot that I've learned researching this. Like you cannot steal, uh, you do not take their feathers Mm -hmm. if they drop them on the ground. They will see that you have stolen their feathers, really, um, and be mad at you,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and remember that you're mm. the guy that stole their feather from the ground.
0: They have good the crows, ravens. All they all have good memories. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, and do not interrupt a funeral. Do not move a crow body if you see one,
0: because mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. they'll they'll associate you with the, with the body and the, yeah. the bad I mean, thing.
0: That just goes for any funeral. <laughs> never never walk no. in and pull the body out. it's It's just not not looked kindly on
1: yeah um oh man that makes me really want to make a i think you should leave joke about um (laughs) casket drop tv oh my gosh
0: i think uh i think it was sarah lane had this amazing idea celebrity coffin flops
1: coffin flop coffin it's coffin flop yeah (laughs) like the queen if they don't do a queen episode i'm gonna be very disappointed
0: yes yeah and Mm -hmm. and i apologize but also yes
1: no, yeah, I mean, we had a day of morning here too. I get it. Yep, I get it. All you're, right, anyway,
0: you're living in her former. I haven't sworn fealty
1: land. to. No,
0: I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying you're a subject queen yet, you, but you are living in her land. So I am, or I his am. land actually now. King, his land, King which Charles is less III.
1: appealing to me now.
0: I think slightly. he gets a bad rap. He's the, very not angry the, about. Pens. I'm, I'm not defending him, but I'm like, there's worse, like his brother.
1: Yeah. True. Mm. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's move into the science, uh, fictional and fantastical versus the factual, uh, (laughs) with the quick burns.
0: Mark and Ruth... Uh, both brought this to our attention. Uh, the British Fantasy Awards were announced. Best Fantasy Novel, or the Robert Holdstock Award, went to, as Mark wrote, Future Sword and Laser Pick. I think there's a little campaign going on there. Uh, she Who Became the Sun by Shelley Parker Chan. You've actually mentioned that book before. I think that's why. I you, did. I was saying
1: yeah. that was like one of the only books that was nominated Hugo nominated that I hadn't read.
0: Yeah. She Who Became the Sun by Shelley Parker Chan. Uh, now it's the
1: only one, actually. I'm sorry. Now it is the oh, only one.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's what the Mark's year. like. Then you have to pick it. Mm-hmm. Uh, best horror novel went to The Last House on Needless Street by Katrina Ward. Best anthology went to Synopticon, a celebration of Chinese science fiction edited by Zhui Ting si Ni. And Ruth particularly noted, I can boast that I was present at the awards ceremony and had the immense pleasure of collecting the award for best magazine on behalf oh. of the team at Apex, where I'm a slush reader. That's amazing. fantastic. Thank you, Ruth.
1: Congratulations. That's so cool. Um, and just, just, uh, 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 no diss Tom, but it's, it's Catriona Ward, not Katrina Ward.
0: Just Okay. How, how do you, how did you find that out? Because that could pronunciation I used would be an Irish, typical oh, Irish pronunciation. Okay.
1: Hmm, maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. I'm comfortable. Being I'm not wrong. saying
0: you're wrong. I'm, I'm, I just, I just went with a guess based on how I've seen other Katrina's Pronounced. I
1: like it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Either way, if, if anyone out there knows, please let us know so we get oh, it right. Okay. I thought you mutually knew in the future. For sure.
0: Yeah. I do
1: not know. Oh. That was just my no, no. <laughs> and I do not have a
0: lot of. I, uh, I really wasn't trying to call you on it. I was like, oh, where did you hear that? I want to. I want to check that out.
1: No, I really. And I do not have a lot of. um, Uh, bank on that. Like mm. in terms of pronouncing people's names correctly, I don't have a lot of. So you know the, the trust woman fund, from Outlander. yes
0: yeah the yeah yes she her name is spelled that way and she pronounces it katrina that that's all i know i have no idea if no i
1: mean you're probably right then yeah i'm 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 just a dumb dumb i'm just not at
0: all (laughs) dumb dumb stop
1: it (laughs) (laughs)
0: stop hitting yourself all right
1: Anyway, uh, Rogo says the ignite awards are also happening on the 17th. Uh, these are a spinoff of FIA magazine pronounced like fire without the R. So, uh, fi, 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 I said it right. FIA FIA awards, um, and seek to celebrate the vibrancy and diversity of the current and future landscape of science fiction, fantasy, and horror by recognizing incredible feats in storytelling and outstanding efforts towards inclusivity of the genre. So Best Novel is A Master of Gin by P. Jelly Clark. Yay! Yay. Best YA novel is A Snake Falls to Earth by Darcy Little Badger. And the Critics Award went to friend of the show, Alex Brown. Yes! And the full list of winners is over here on tour.com. We'll have a link Ah, in the show notes.
0: That warms my heart that Alex Brown uh, got the Critics Award. That's totally deserved. So well done, Alex. Nice. Uh, Ruth's back saying, I'm a bit slow on the update, but I thought it was worth mentioning that the 2024 Worldcon is confirmed for Glasgow and will take place August 8th through the 12th. What are you doing in 2024? Uh, I think going to Scotland. Going to Scotland sounds good to me. Uh, Clearly the most significant thing about this is that I will finally be able to make it to a Worldcon. We'll get to meet Ruth if we go. And I bet Zoe will be there too.
1: (sighs) I can't even imagine like traveling somewhere far. That sounds so amazing. I know people do that now, right?
0: They do. They do. I almost went to the Netherlands uh, at one point and then it was too, it was too expensive.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That'll happen. Not much has changed there.
0: Um, Very cool. Actually, It's changed quite a bit. Price-wise, anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, John Toloni says, Nona the Ninth by Tamsin Mir is out. Uh, it's the third book in the Locked Tomb series. Uh, Sword and Laser read the first one, Gideon the Ninth. Um, and I've had a number of questions actually on um, on Twitter about this pick. Um, oh gosh, I, I gotta go find his actual tweet because um, I'm forgetting his name right now. I'm so sorry. Uh, but we had a listener ping me and ask, like, I really liked Gideon. I was less into Harrow. Mm. Where does Nona kind of sit?
0: Right. Cause you've, like you've read the, Nona, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I loved it. Um, I would say if and you know, I'm I'm open to other interpretation, of course, but I felt like it was more similar in tone to Gideon. Okay. But had a good amount of the same kind of timey wiminess as Harrow. Okay. So if you found Harrow to be extremely kind of brain warping, I don't know if that's going to be any better in Nona, Um, but I think there's a lot more, I would say, humor to balance it out. So I think that kind of, yeah, maybe it's a good mix of both
0: novels for different reasons. All right. All right. That's helpful. That gives me a better idea myself.
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed it for sure.
0: Keith, uh, gave us something from SF signal, uh, SF signal, I guess, tweeted about this maybe, but the links to the YouTube (laughs) video, I somehow completely missed that William Gibson's the peripheral is slash was being turned into a series start streaming Mm -hmm. October 21st on Amazon prime video undecided if I should be super stoked or super worried. I loved the book.
1: Uh, Ooh, it's I'm starring so, Chloe Grace Moretz.
0: Yeah. let Don't be super worried. Let's all get over being super worried about a thing we like being made. Uh, let's just go in and try to enjoy it. And then if we don't like it, that's fine. It doesn't, doesn't have to ruin your year. Uh, but but I, I think it's better if, if we all just, you know, go like, oh, the thing I love is being made a TV show. Can't wait to try it.
1: Yeah. Can't wait yeah. to see what it's all about.
0: Yeah. Um, speaking of which,
1: I have not yet had a chance to set up HBO here or figure out how to get HBO here yet. So I have Mm. not watched house of the dragon. Have you been watching it?
0: I have. And it's good.
1: Yeah, I am super. All right. So TikTok is obsessed with showing me like the most sexy clips of Matt Smith (laughs) over and over again. And being like, this is the perfect example of the female gaze. Like he's like, He's not like, I guess the the theory is that he's Mm. not like conventionally like masculine in, you know, in the ways that we would think of like, "Mm, bro, like handsome, masculine. He's not Jamie from Outlander. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, and so, and that's what, and that's what everyone who's loved Matt Smith for so long has been saying for so long.
0: Claire. Why couldn't I think of Claire earlier? Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Um, Claire. Matt Smith. Um. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. And apparently you can get it on Crave in Canada.
1: Oh, okay. So another thing that I'm still subscribed to stars to watch Outlander, which I've never finished. So I have to figure out how to, how
0: to, <laughs> how to I mean, watch that. VPN, um, but yeah, but yeah uh, if you're, if you're uh, able to get Crave, Crave.ca, that's where can it I get is. that without cable. I don't. I can't tell. It has okay. a sign in, and you mm. can gift it. So yes,
1: <laughs> I expect more from you, cord cutter Tom. I expect I am you to know woefully, the laws uh, in uh, yeah, each country. I am,
0: I am. I'm woefully uneducated on the ways of Crave. Mm, mm-hmm. I've heard of it because I know a lot of my Canadian friends have it. Um, yeah. pl- oh, plans and pricing. Here we go. Crave content is now available with all Crave subscription plans. Stars is available as an add-on. Oh, okay. So go to crave.ca slash subscribe, and you can sign up directly through Crave or find an offer from your current TV provider. So there you go. Mm, Okay. All right. You can sign up directly. Yeah. You don't have to have a, a TV provider to do it.
1: Uh, next up, John. John, not Teloni. <laughs> I, yeah, I love that. In John put John in
0: parentheses, which is the best. So good. Well done.
1: <laughs> oh, you guys are so funny. Um, says that Spotify launches an audiobook store, and I missed this news. So this is big news for me. Uh, they all launched an audiobook store with some three hundred thousand titles.
0: I would direct your attention to the date of this story which is September 20th yesterday, but it's actually an evening publication. Uh, Mm. This, this story broke last night. So,
1: oh, so that's why I probably,
0: if I wasn't. Yeah. Okay. You're not behind. That does make me feel better. Thank (laughs) you. Yeah. Uh, This just happened, but yeah, uh, through Spotify, you have to buy them. It's not like, oh, if I'm a Spotify subscriber, I get a bunch of books. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's still a store, but you can buy them and add them to your Spotify subscription if you have one and Yeah. Very cool. Listen to him there. Uh, Ruth pointed out the sad news that Peacock has canceled its planned TV adaptation of oh. best selling and award winning fantasy trilogy, The Greenbone Saga. This is always a disappointment. This happens a lot in the TV world. You know, this is why they don't like telling you about things before they're ready to tell because they don't always work out. I imagine it had something to do with budgets and, you know, re re refiguring in the face of inflation and potential recession and all of that sort of stuff. So uh, I'm just guessing when I say that, although my wife does work for an NBC owned company, she doesn't know anything about this. Um... So, yeah, uh, that's sad, but that doesn't mean we'll never get it. It just means it's not going to happen on Peacock.
1: Yeah, it sounds like Fondalee says that they're uh, looking for a new home. Yeah. Um. So maybe something like an Amazon or a Netflix, you know, could also could always Absolutely. pick up the yeah. rights. So fingers crossed that we we still get to see that because I was that was one that I was like pretty stoked for, too.
0: I hate to say it, but I think we're going to see more of this kind of thing. As the recession. Well, yeah. As all these companies retrench and uh, just start cutting costs, I mean HBO Max is the discovery. That's a whole thing. They canceled but canceled Batgirl, which is done. <laughs> like they'd made it, they'd <laughs> shot it, uh, and yeah. they're like, yeah. But the tax savings of not having to pay royalties to people because we put it out, like, and and Ugh. that's real. People make fun of that, but it's like that. That's a real expense. And if they really didn't think they'd make it back, then you know, gets it yeah. off the books for them. So. I hate to say that because I would like to see that movie, but... Totally. Yeah.
1: Uh, Well, Jan says Tor.com is announcing Murderbot Diaries author Martha Wells' new epic fantasy novel, Witch King. Kai Enna is the Witch King, though he hasn't always been, and he hasn't even always, been Kai Enna. After being murdered, his consciousness dormant and unaware of the passing of time while confined in an elaborate water trap, Kai wakes up to find a lesser mage attempting to harness Kai's magic to his own advantage. That was never going to go well.
0: Uh, I don't have mixed feelings about this, but I have murder bot loyalty feelings about this, if that oh, makes any sense. Oh, what do you
1: mean? No, you know, it doesn't. No, because you just like, want more
0: murder bot? You're like, no, you, Martha, do you, you can't have anything as cool as murder bot, can you? And I know she totally can. Uh, so I'm like, at the one sense, the idea of a fantasy murder bot which I know that's not what this is going to be, but like, you know, Martha Wells bringing her sensibilities to a fantasy sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other hand, I'm like, but Murder won't be in it, which of course I won't. This is just an irrational reaction. It'll
1: probably have Murder Botchian sensibilities. Totally,
0: totally. It's going to have we- the Wellsian touch.
1: Wellsian, the Wellsian yeah. touch. I like that. I like that for sure.
0: Uh, oh, Jan has one more. I, I did it. Jan, well done. Mark, well done. Ruth, well done. Great job, everybody with the Quick Burns. Uh, Jan pointed out that the Gastropod podcast released an episode about food in science fiction and fantasy, and had on as guests Becky Chambers of Smoky Buns cross out um The Long Way to a Small Angry Planet, fame. So if you're <laughs> interested in blue milk, the ever-presence of stew and elvish waybread in fantasy, or how a food stylist prepares roasted. Peacock for a feast in the <laughs> Foundation TV series, this may be the episode for you.
1: Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I would actually love to listen to that.
0: Sounds delicious.
1: Mm-hmm. Hungry already. Well, thank you to everyone who submitted Quick Burns. You can do so over in our Quick Burns channel on Discord or over on Goodreads. Look for the thread Quick Burns. Y'all the best. All right. Well, now it is time for Bury Your Sword, which is our feedback from the audience. Mark says, following up on the Sword and Laser podcast number 406 snack discussion, this important news. Pepperidge Farm, Old Bay, seasoned goldfish. (laughs) For a limited time only, the signature blend of 18 (laughs) herbs and spices that's great on seafood and great on everything else is now on everyone's favorite fish-shaped cracker.
0: I recently learned that it is common for restaurants to put out bowls of goldfish crackers for DoorDash delivery drivers.
1: Wait, say it again.
0: It is common for restaurants to put out for bowls of goldfish crackers for DoorDash delivery drivers. I guess for Uber Eats and Grubhub. I was going to say that's
1: super specific.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, it's not like DoorDash only. I, but you Uber,
1: no. I, I heard F about off. it from someone
0: who had been doing DoorDash specifically, but uh, no yeah. goldfish for you. But yeah, they put a. Uh, this was in Alaska. Um mm-hmm. and uh so I don't know if that's everywhere but yeah a uh, little old bay goldfish would be a little extra appreciative.
1: Yeah. I would uh I I would like to try these uh do not try to mail these to me Tom. Um didn't work great last time don't know if it'll work great this time.
0: What did I I sent you potato chips when you lived in California
1: and they all exploded.
0: And they yeah. We should they have sent explode. them back. We should have got our money back for that, to be honest.
1: I ate some of them.
0: <laughs> I guess you can't get your money back down.
1: <laughs> I saw a video of someone taking uh jalapeno Miss Vicky's chips, uh-huh. which are one of my top three favorite potato chips, yes. by the way, for future reference. And uh, in an airport bar requesting a uh, like two ounces of gin and then pouring that gin over the potato chips in a glass and making a dirty martini with it.
0: Oh, that yeah. sounds like something you saw on TikTok, first of all. And also, it's kind of a brilliant airport bar hack.
1: Tom, I only ever see anything on TikTok.
0: <laughs> fair, fair. Yeah.
1: I That is my primary source of knowledge about the world at this point.
0: <laughs> I'm going to just start, uh, instead of text messaging you, just posting to TikTok. <laughs> wise. Yeah. That would be wise. Probably the yeah. best way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stephen said, I finally found a great bookshop here in Bangkok with a healthy nice. fantasy and science fiction section. There were some authors on the shelf that I was presently surprised to see. The small is very confusing, so it might take a bit of time to find it again. Ooh, like a like a disappearing science fiction and fantasy bookshop. That, that's even extra cool.
1: <laughs> that's so cool. I love getting recommendations for for cool places to go and in other countries I haven't been to yet. So I can like, you know, make a list of, of places to visit.
0: I would like to go visit Thailand someday. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It would be nice to have a fantasy and science fiction bookshop to go when I visit the homeland of Lalisa from Blackpink.
1: You know they rip off all their songs from they American don't. rap artists. No, no they, they don't. They take all the song lyrics.
0: You saw that on TikTok. I did. <laughs> I know that, uh, and they don't do anything different than any other group that does like sampling and homaging for stuff. They that, that's on purpose.
1: I okay. They're not
0: trying to say like we invented this lyric. People well, do that all the time.
1: But if the audience doesn't know, because that's their only exposure they're to them, assume,
0: well, because these are Asian singers, they can't possibly have done the same thing we all do.
1: That's not true. That's not what I was saying. I was saying that they're not really sh- showcasing that they're paying homage to other artists because a lot of their audience might not know that, and they're not making actually an a lot of their
0: audience totally knows that. <laughs> Shoot.
1: All right, fine, whatever, fine. They're perfect, they're beautiful, whatever.
0: Thank you. Too pretty, too cool. Possibly.
1: Ugh, anyway, fine, I need more hobbies. All right, let's see.
0: Join Christos.
1: Me. Christos poses uh, another fascinating question to the audience about, uh, like, what is the SF equivalent of Harry Potter?
0: Ooh, I like this question quite a bit. And I
1: think this, I think, like, my initial read on this question was different from what I think he actually means. Mm-hmm. And so I want to kind of like talk about both okay. interpretations yeah, yeah. of this question. So he says, um, when I, or they say when I, when I try to look up SF equivalent of Harry Potter, I just get young adult dystopian novels like Hunger Games. Not all mm. of them are bad. I love Ender's Game. But when I think of a fun adventure novel with crazy tech, I don't think war, post-apocalyptic, etc. cetera, mm. Another thing I see on the list is a lot of lit RPG books like Ready Player One. I'm not personally a fan of that genre. I also am not looking for books like Jumper, which is technically sci-fi because of his powers, but I think that's more fantasy. Perfect example of what I'm looking for now is the show Cyberpunk. Edge Runners, maybe? Yeah. Um,
0: I think what he really wants is someone to do a novelization of Cyberpunk Edge Runners.
1: And I was kind of thinking, I was thinking of this more broadly, Like Mm -hmm. I was thinking of this more like what, what takes up the same amount of space in terms of like Mm. pop culture kind of assimilation and, and, you know, understanding from a broader, maybe not so niche audience, um, or is maybe an entry point into science fiction. And a number of people actually recommended uh, Star Wars, which I think is a, a great answer to that question, personally, and some people are like, oh well, you know, it's 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 a it's a it's a movie, not a not a novel series. Though so there are, of course, books as yeah, well. there's Lots
0: of books. So I I tempted to want to knock out Star Wars because Harry Potter was a book first. So if you're really looking for the Harry Potter of sci-fi, it would be something that started mm-hmm. as a book. Uh, but that said, the a lot of the Star Wars books, you know, following Luke Skywalker, have that share that DNA of like the chosen one, the cool tech, the master that you know, teaches you that you trust, uh, all that stuff. A lot of people got in the argument of like star Wars isn't science fiction, which it's like, okay, sure. Yeah, it's
1: A not. lot of people think that. And I, yeah. I and you know, honestly, I, I think it's I'm, both. I'm not even
0: sure that it matters to have that argument. It's like, yeah, d- depends on what you mean when you say science fiction, if you mean I want science, then no, star Wars is not going to have a lot of science. If any, uh, if you yeah. mean I want space, not, not castles, then Star Wars is science fiction. Kind of just depends what you're talking about.
1: You know, some people said, um, you know, uh, Binti, actually, weirdly, uh, Jan says, is there a story about a space academy? Mm-hmm. Binti mm-hmm. is about a space academy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a little darker Ender's Game, also about a space academy.
0: Yeah. But said, um, although, Christos Christo specifically. Game. Yeah, yeah,
1: because yeah, of war, but there's war in Harry Potter, too. <laughs> So it's not like that's
0: Ruth mentioned Victories Greater Than Death by Charlie Jane Anders. Uh not a series yet. Uh yet, yeah. But has a fun space adventure chosen one kind of vibe.
1: Um yeah, I never finished that novel. Um, but I assume yeah, that sounds like a good option. Um f- so anyway,
0: what else you got? Well, okay, so if we're if we're really good, I, I really feel like there's like you said, there's two questions. There's what Christos wants very specifically, because mm-hmm. he's like, I know these are possible answers, but that's not what I'm looking for. Right. Uh, so there's like trying to narrow it to Christos. But then there's the the wider question of like, is there a Harry Potter of sci-fi? And when I think of like, OK, longer series doesn't have to be exactly mm-hmm. seven books or whatever, but, you know, longer series series progressing over the, you know, the youth of the character.
1: Ooh, I Um, think I know where you're going with
0: this. Oh, I don't know where I'm going with this. uh, Because I was like, I was having a hard time thinking of something. What are you thinking? Dune. Oh. Not.
1: Mm, Not really Space Academy. Well, no,
0: not as long on the character that would be the equivalent of Harry Potter, right? Because mm -hmm. the last three of the six that were done by Frank Herbert I never got that far. They okay. jump ahead in time. <laughs> but Paul definitely, definitely giving me Harry Potter vibes. You're right. You can,
1: he could be Harry Potter. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. It's no, a little I, less YA vibe, you know?
0: Yeah, it's um, adult. It's fully adult, whereas Harry Potter is YA. But you are definitely, like, got a young... And you're starting with Paul when he's older than you start with Harry, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I think just feel my, like Star
1: Trek is the perfect... Perfect parallel. It really feels like the perfect parallel to me. Star Trek. I'm sorry. Star Wars.
0: Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Luke's story is very parallel yeah. to, to Harry's story. John Tulloni said, uh, Dune as well. Look at that. Oh, he did?
1: Yeah. Oh, I didn't, I at didn't see that the very end,
0: 11 hours ago from when we're recording this, he said that. Oh,
1: shoot. I'm sorry, John. I did not see that. So call out to you. That's a good, that's a great option. Uh, a number of people, uh, referenced, uh, Hunger Games, um, I still think that's a a great comparison as well. In many ways, doesn't go on quite as long, but three books and a movie franchise and definitely one of the more popular kind of-
0: Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Ruth- really science fiction. Ruth Tiltab, Ruth Ashworth, is the one who mentioned dune uh john taloni oh, was responding to ruth i see i'm glad apologies I apologies
1: all around yeah no, to i'm everyone. glad i,
0: I pelt, went back in the thread uh yeah ruth says dune would be the story i think would fit best as the sci-fi harry potter it's incredibly popular mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. features a young protagonist who is thrust into a strange new world where he discovers yeah. that he may or may not be the chosen one yeah well well yeah. done ruth ashworth so, good
1: yeah. options great options All right. Well, we have um, some time now to go through the kickoff uh, for our next pick, um, but also wrap up our previous pick, um, even though it is it feels early in the month. But I think that's just how the timing worked out this this episode. Um, So we are going to kick off uh, a non-spoilery, of course, uh, my pick for this month for September, which is The Jasmine Throne by Tasha Suri.
0: And we'll probably do more of a kickoff because of the way the dates are falling uh mm-hmm. next time. But we do have the the book briefing up uh at Sword and Laser's Patreon, patreon.com slash sword and laser. If you're at anything but the lowest level, uh you get access to that. Uh it tells you a little bit about how how we went about choosing it. And to be honest, not as much as I usually can find about Tasha Suri or the book, The Jasmine Throne, uh, because it's so new. It just just came out June eighth, twenty twenty one. How is
1: it so new when the second book is already is already and the, out? Well, the
0: second book just came out August sixteenth.
1: Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. I had no idea.
0: So the first book came out June eighth last year, and the second book came out August sixteenth this year.
1: All right. So she's she's cranking.
0: Now she's Suri cranking. has published a duopoly. Uh, not a trilogy, a duopoly called the books of Amba, uh, which is unrelated to this. So she has previous work. Um, she also won the best newcomer award for British fantasy, uh, society and has been nominated for the astounding award and Locus award for best first novel. Uh, that is empire of sand, which is one of those book, one of the duopoly books of Amba. um, but uh yeah, a lot of buzz around Jasmine Throne and uh the second book The Oleander Sword which just came out.
1: Yep. Cool. Um so yeah, check that one out. I know it's since it is still relatively new. I'm I'm hearing reports that the library holds are a little bit on the longer side. Um so apologies for that. I know that's kind of a an, an annoying factor for our, why- our library friends.
0: That is why we try to vary the picks, uh, mm-hmm. as I've said, ad, ad nauseum, I'm sure. I, I don't like not picking a book because of availability, because that punishes an author and their exposure for something that is beyond their control. And these picks are not just about reading them in this in the particular month. Uh, they're, they're about building a list that people can go back and refer to later. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'd hate to exclude a book from that list that we're building just because of something that's temporary and and not not reflective of the author's value uh at the same time, that is why we try to sometimes pick older books that are more available and 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 keep varying it up
1: so maybe next month for sci fi we'll pick something a little bit more classic or a little bit something that's been around, yeah, been around yeah, the yeah. block for for a minute so we can get more people to be able to join in real time which is always fun
0: and Rivers of London was was something that was easier to yeah. get I think yeah yeah
1: for sure um, fun side note uh, from the live discord chat uh, Pilchi says first time listening in live normally listen at 1.5x so Tom and Veronica sound
0: really slow welcome Pilchi. <laughs> it's kind of so normal to have you. In the recording. <laughs> Just listen to this later and it'll sound totally like we're sounding right now to you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that. I love getting people in here for the first time. Yes. Yeah, listen nice to, to the live it. episode. Um, all right. So let's, let's wrap up how high we go in the dark by Sequoia Nagamatsu. Um, I made it. I made it through.
0: You did. You did. Okay. I read the book fantastic. Congratulations.
1: I got through, I got through, um, the kingdom of laughter or whatever it was. This is all spoilery, by the way, we are wrapping up. Right. We should
0: say it's spoilery. I kept telling you all the darkness pays off. Did you feel like that was true?
1: We're going to read a whole thread about that. So I'm going to save that decision for after that thread. Um, but yeah, I made it through chapter two. I made it through chapter four. Um, I am glad I finished the book. Do I think it paid off? We shall discuss that shortly. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, yeah. Do you have any initial thoughts?
0: Did you enjoy
1: reading it? I did. I, it was a fine time to read pick for sure. I definitely was, uh, very pulled into the story, Mm -hmm. very pulled into the, um, the the tie-in, you know, the thread, the common thread throughout the story of, of, uh, people, you know, returning as side characters in other stories or being touched upon the kind of thread of the the necklace, um, and of the, the Neanderthal girl, uh, and yeah, that I just wanted to know where this was, this whole thing was going. Um, so that, that pulled me along.
0: One thing that a lot of people respect in a story is when the story doesn't spoon-feed you, okay? Mm -hmm. Some people want that. In fact, I've seen people complain, maybe about this particular book, uh, about not getting that. uh, And that doesn't make you wrong. So sometimes you want like, no, 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 make sure I don't get lost, But some people are like, no, respect me as being able to pay attention uh, and and don't spoon feed me. And one of the things that I thought was so elegantly done is if you like that, this story is perfect because it's going to give you everything you need to know. But so much of the story is told in relief. Uh, In other words, a lot of it happens off the page in between Mm -hmm. the stories. And you are given enough to be able to uh, have that aha moment, which is really fun of like, Oh, so that happened and that happened. And this is connected to that. But while you're also getting a story that is self-contained, well-told and highlighting something new and pointing towards the next story, uh, that's really hard to do to be able to connect all of that. And so, uh, a huge bit of respect to Nagamatsu for being able to pull that off masterfully.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a, a beautifully written book. I thought it um hit very close to home for what we're all experiencing right now in the world with the, you know, COVID pandemic essentially. Mm-hmm. Um as a new mother, um, you know, I was hit really hard <laughs> by some of the chapters. Um, not to you say that people park, who aren't parents wouldn't be you. hit hard by that.
0: When I was reading that amusement park chapter, I am like, I am uncomfortable this, uh, with just nieces. I can't imagine how Veronica is going to make it through. Uh, but you made it through
1: it, it to use language. It fucked me up. Mm-hmm. It was like it, it, Ryan was like, I don't know what you're reading, but you need to stop reading it. Like level.
0: Yeah, maybe. I I don't know. I it's probably easy for me to say, uh, because it didn't hit me as hard, but it still hit me hard. And I feel like we shouldn't avoid these kinds of stories because they're hard. I know. If they're I know. if they teach us something. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is an example where it did. Where it really, really did teach us something and it's worth it. Uh, because if we only read stories that that don't hit us hard, then we aren't going to get as much out of what we read. If that makes sense.
1: No, I, I totally.
0: And I didn't feel like this was gratuitous.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to, um, pull up. I, I'd like to see a list of all the chapters mm. if I, and that's something I don't seem to have access to. So I'm looking online to see if, if there's a, a way that I can see that. Um, but I don't know if there is. I just don't have it handy on me right now. Um, but people in the chat are talking about some of the chapters that impacted them the most. Um, and yeah, there were very few stories, I think, that didn't really hit me pretty hard. But I did want to touch on one um, that was mentioned over on Goodreads uh, about Melancholy Nights in a Tokyo Virtual Cafe uh, by Dezerla Deserla, um, over on Goodreads. Uh, who says? I'll start this off by saying I know that I'm coming at this from the perspective of a disabled person. Uh, that out of the way, this chapter made me mad, mad, mad. I'm tired of seeing media depicting me and other disabled people as being burdens. I'm tired of seeing when parents uh, something that actually happens being excused for killing their children because quote they wouldn't have had a good life. This story focused on first a man suffering who wanted to get together with the mother of a disabled child and her suffering. Nowhere in the story did we actually meet the child and have the Mm. opportunity to see if she's actually suffering. The second chapter was hard enough, but I could understand it was parents facing a horrible choice. This was just a parent deciding she didn't want to deal with it and an author deciding to make a child a non-entity in the story. Talked about, never seen. What did everyone else think?
0: That is an excellent perspective and I appreciate Mm -hmm. you bringing it, Uh, Desirla. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I didn't think of that myself. And so I probably shouldn't shoot from the hip until I have digested that. My gut reaction, though, would be to, without defending it, say that Nagamatsu was probably not aware of that either.
1: Yeah, well, that's the hard part, right? And
0: was, was telling a story. It was not trying to tell the, the child's story, but telling the story of... Of the neglect, of the callousness, uh, and and I think that came through. But now that you've pointed this out, I think that story would have been improved with your input.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's why I think it's so important to have someone like you. Yeah, you know, diverse voices in the writing process and the editing process. You know, if you are writing a character that has a very different perspective from your own, to be able to reach out to understand that a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I really appreciate Zerla. Thank you so much for, for sharing that perspective. Cause I think that's something not a lot of us, you know, we're privileged in many ways to not yeah. have to think from that perspective. Um, so yeah, I guess that thank you. Um, and that, that makes me see that story in a completely new way.
0: I, I would add that if we have more of these voices, uh, and, and, I, I hate to get into the, like, we should have done this already attitude. So I will say, as we get more of these voices and we pay attention to them, which is what Deserla is giving us the opportunity to do, uh, mm-hmm. then we will have more stories that take this into account, in which case this kind of story uh, could still be improved but could still focus on the character it's focusing on in a way that doesn't make Zerla mad because there would be enough other stories out there where it wouldn't be like I'm tired of this why can't anybody tell the story this way and could Im- and could include more perspective to take that edge off right uh, and honestly
1: i think he wouldn't have needed to change the story very much and i no. think it would have actually had even more impact to say like if to add an element of this woman also didn't have the capacity to handle the situation, even though it could have been handled and was actually maybe, yeah, I don't know. It could have been an even more complicated story.
0: Because there's a legitimate choice to say, I don't want to tell the story of the child, right? Right. Like in any story, not this one in particular, but in any story that could be like, I really want to focus on, these people uh but I, I think you you've you've made the point very well of like it wouldn't have taken much to just acknowledge like hey there's a whole other story going on over here and i'm aware of it but i'm not telling it for a reason versus yeah. what what Deserla felt which was like you just didn't even pay any well, attention Well it's just like
1: an it's just also an unreliable narrator yeah, you know yeah. we don't yeah, we, we only that have mm-hmm. the mother's perspective on, right. on what was happening So maybe showcasing that a little bit more like would have been would have would have worked as well.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. Now for the big thread. Too over the top. Is there a resolution? (laughs) This is is the payoff good enough from John Toloni. This book certainly invites comment. Most take it as poignant. I get that, but I found it too over the top to take seriously. In many ways, I found it farce. To some extent, I think the author is telling us that it's not to be taken completely seriously. The individual pieces pull at heartstrings, but taken in total are ridiculous. Interesting. Okay. Very strong perspective. <laughs> okay. Spoiler protecting the whole thing rather than individually. Expect full book spoilers below. This gets a little bit long. So let me see if I can find a way to break it down here. All right. The over the top elements global warming is killing us, just as it has steadfastly failed to do since first proposed. Okay. Giant super viruses exposed in Arctic, killing us just like they didn't in the past. Superfall flesh changing health destroying is the thing going to show up next. Bacterial kaiju. I don't know if I agree with that. And I think John. John is not in the audience tonight, so I don't think he can defend his opinion. And so but it I will actually, come for
0: you, John. So I'm coming for you. <laughs> um,
1: there is some definitely, there is definitely some silly stuff, as John says, like the researcher who develops the the black hole in his head, like that's obviously, you know, out there. You know, Pigson maybe is a little bit out there with the telepathy. Um, it's, it's, uh... But I thought the early science was actually pretty solid. Like, it felt pretty believable to me. Like, this is something like we, I guess, if you're very cynical, you can say that climate change isn't killing us and that just because it hasn't yet means it isn't going to. Um, I don't know if I am on board with that. Um, and the superviruses. I mean, I feel like the science is pretty good on the fact that bacteria from the, you know, the permafrost uh, in, in above the Arctic Circle is definitely like releasing a lot of things that we have, you know, don't have a lot of understanding of and have been hidden underground for a long time. So that felt pretty, pretty on point to me. And then it's a science fiction book. So of course there's some stuff that's a little bit more outlandish. So I don't know. I, I don't know. He says the disease is some kind of super COVID, except it also conveniently kills whoever the author needs. Well, he was pretty out up front in the beginning of the book saying it, it is, is, you know, typically is killing children and the elderly, which is kind of how it, for the most part, holds true in the book as well for most of the plot points. With the exception of a few younger people well, it, who die mutate, here and there. It
0: mutates, right? Yeah. Later in the book. And which that, is that happens with COVID that, too. Yeah. You
1: know, tends to kill like people who are immunocompromised or, or younger or much older and, or I'm sorry, not younger. Younger was not the case. Unlike yeah, it other a little diseases. Yeah, was
0: here where yeah. it went first to children instead of COVID, which didn't touch children. Right. At first.
1: So I don't know. I think it's a worthy... It's obviously, of course, a worthy and well-thought-out post. Um, I'm just not sure if I agree with all of the the sentiments there. So I'm curious what you think.
0: Uh, well, first, I have to acknowledge Calvi, who says, leave Pigson out of this. <laughs> you will <laughs> leave Pigson pig out of this. A Pigson defender in the audience. Right.
1: Pigson gave his all. Pigson
0: stands unite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say that... Uh, John's not wrong, although I tend to notice that we say silly when we want, to make, we want to dismiss something because we don't like it. And maybe we don't want to admit why we don't like it or we don't know why we don't like it. And so we just say silly. Uh, so I would examine that part of your, your, your critique. Uh, I totally understand everything he's saying, but this isn't a science book. It has elements that are scientifically true, but it is literary fiction. So it's science fiction in the sense that it's literary fiction with science in it. But it's very clearly in the tradition of Gabriel Garcia Marquez in Magical Realism or Murakami or something mm-hmm. like that, where the author is going to take flights and say, just come along with me. There's a pig that can telepathically talk, you know, and If the book's working for you, if you've invested in it and you're and and you're engaged with the story, then you're going to go along and like, okay, I guess pig telepathy. Why not? Right. If you're Mm -hmm. not enjoying it as John Toloni wasn't, then you're going to look at that and go, wait now, pig telepathy. But I think that's because you already didn't enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I I don't think it's a weakness in the story is what I'm saying. Which doesn't make John wrong, uh, it just means that this this is not trying to tell a scientifically accurate story. I never I never expected it to personally. Uh, and so when they you know have a black hole in the head, it's like this is almost like allegory versus you know mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. not full science, but it borrows enough science to make things plausible so that if you want to stretch your you know suspension of disbelief, you can.
1: That's interesting. Very similar to what Jan's saying in the live chat, which is I didn't have the impression it wanted to be realistic. It wanted to show different allegories for its theme of yes. regret, family, loneliness, et cetera.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. It was and a so, tool and to tell these not, stories. If you're not digging that story, John, then that's your going reaction is going to be like, okay, I I don't want regret, family, and loneliness. And you're giving me big son. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm out. Like I, I get that. I get that.
1: Um, yeah. So what did you think of the ending then? I, I think that the one thing that I do agree I with is that surprised. the ending, I was surprised by it. And I did feel like it was a little bit, I don't want to say tacked on because that's a phrase a lot of people are using in this thread, but it does feel, it felt a little like I didn't get the closure I wanted. I'm not sure what closure I wanted, but I don't feel like I got enough answer. See, maybe
0: I have a similar maybe feeling I don't deserve it. for a different reason. <laughs> okay. I. I felt like I got too much closure. Too much closure. Okay. Right? Cool. I felt it was almost too neatly tied up of like, mm-hmm. oh, it was all part of the plan. The whole but t- I also
1: was mad at her for fucking up so
0: bad. <laughs> yeah, seriously, right.
1: <laughs> like she really fucked up our plan. She really did not. I mean, that was yeah. pretty selfish. Uh you know, I gotta I, say. I
0: appreciated the the sort of, you know, I I have put the last toothpick in place on the ship in the bottle. And now it suddenly is perfect. You know, it was that kind of, that's felt like what it was going for was that, you know, I was just watching something be built. And then when the last piece went in, it, it all fit together. And I I got a little bit of that of like, Oh, that is why that. Okay. that explains that. And this, this was leading to that story wise. I got that, but I, um, I didn't feel it was tacked on at all. I felt, it felt like it, it fit too neatly. And, mm-hmm. and and I was so used to everything being rough edges and told in relief that I almost felt uncomfortable with how polished. I see. It inserted itself into the rest of the story.
1: But maybe tacked on isn't the right word. And maybe mm-hmm. just maybe I'm thinking of something because I the feeling I'm getting from the way you're describing this is the same.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think
1: I just used a bad way of describing it.
0: I'm not sure that I'm nailing it either, but, but there's something there that, that just, it didn't feel like it was wrong construct in construction, but Mm -hmm. it didn't sit right with the tone of the rest of the book somehow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I vibe on that. Um, but I'm glad I read it. I am glad I read it. Um, I think it did pay off. I got, I found it very thought provoking in so many ways that I was just glad that I had an opportunity to read it felt very different from a lot of what I've read recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Actually, I actually like
0: what Duango is saying. If the last chapter had been the second to last one, maybe that would have- And then would've...
1: there was like one more, or it was like reversed.
0: Or the, or even reversed, where you're just kind of left hanging, you know, mm. with a little bit of a- I, I was really expecting to be left, and then the world continued somehow. And you can mm-hmm. imagine. Like, I, I was expecting that kind of ending. Hmm.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, it connected the chapter in the darkness. Uh, Dwango says, "I think the grandmother was the baby they saved."
1: Which grandmother? The artist's grandmother? Which grandmother was the baby they saved?
0: The grandmother in the last chapter. Is that what you're
1: thinking? Which grandmother in the last chapter? Second to last. I can't remember now. Mm. Oh, the grandmother who. Oh, okay grandmother from the, the girl who comes back, who's having the baby right and has a older okay. family. Okay. And that grandmother is in the, why was it that? Why do you think that grandma, yeah, the, the, space chapter, the space the chapter could have been the last, <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> the space chapter could have been the last because it's, it was sort of a nice, like, you know, we sent you out there because we gave up, but it turns out I that like wasn't that. the right move. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it wasn't not the right move. I mean, Earth fixed its fixed fixed itself, you know, like, but we don't really know because we haven't heard from Earth. Right. I mean, the, the spaceship is so many millennia further along on its journey than Earth is or her, the last we've heard from Earth. So things got better while we're still in that timeline, but we don't really know what happens like.
0: That's true. And I kind of like that. That fits the, yeah. the tone of the rest of the book for me.
1: But I agree. I think that could have been the last chapter. That mm-hmm. would have been would have worked for me, maybe better. Yeah, good thought. We're editors now. What can we say? <laughs> All right. Give us a Hugo. OK, <laughs> well, that about wraps up our episode. Thank you so much to our patrons. And hey, by the way, audience, um, thank you. A lot of you did nominate us for a Hugo. Uh, yeah. We saw the 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 list. And uh, so we appreciate you. So thank like you 20, for that. Three of Twenty three people. Yeah. yeah. So thank you. You're <laughs> awesome. Um, and our show is currently entire, entirely funded by you, our patrons. Uh, thank you so much to the folks who back our show. If you want to help support us, you can head over to patreon.com slash sword and laser.
0: You can also support the show by buying books through our links. Find links to the books we talk about and some of our favorites at swordandlaser.com picks.
1: Send us an email, feedback at swordandlaser.com. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Laser. And you can join in on all the discussions at goodreads.com slash sword and laser. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.
0: This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com.